You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Here's Kevin Smith. We are out here on the uh, set of, what is the name of this movie? We're calling it, and it will be called... It'll never change. What am I talking about? I got, it's so late. I'm getting wishy-washy. God, heavens, Kilroy was here. Kilroy was Kilroy that little was that little character that used to appear on the walls from the World War One and World War Two. Uh, perhaps the original meme, if you will, before there was such a thing. Um, we're reappropriating that for this little horror movie that we've been shooting down in Sarasota since last year. Last year was the first time I came down here. We shot a segment. Then I went back home. We came back in December, shot another bunch of stuff. And then I went and almost died. Yeah, and well, let's talk we heard about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I buried the lead, didn't I? <laughs> yes, I almost died. Uh, I so had a heart attack. What, were you heart do- what happened before? Like, give me, because I'm kind of having to see what I have to look out for. Yeah. Give me the symptoms. What Let happened? Let me tell you the symptoms. This is important. This is my favorite part about talking about this because when uh, I, yeah, I was a child of the 70s, so to me, a heart attack is Fred Sanford clutching his chest. <laughs> Elizabeth, you know, here's a big one. So it always seemed to indicate there was pain involved. Right. Heart attack I had had almost no pain involved. There was discomfort in as much as I couldn't catch my breath. Okay. But it was n- no pain. For years, whenever I'd hear stories about, like, this guy just had a heart attack and dropped out, I'd be like, how do you not know no, that's going to yeah. happen? And now I know how. I was doing, we were recording a show that I was doing at a theater in Glendale out in California. We were shooting a, what would become the Showtime special, Silent But Deadly. Right. So there were two separate shows. We were going to combine them to make one show. We shot the first show. We were down for an hour. Then we were going to do the second show. During that downtime, I couldn't catch my breath, and I felt really weird and uncomfortable. Got the sweats, but that doesn't mean anything. I sweat when I breathe, so like, <laughs> that wasn't really a symptom. Um, I could not catch my breath. Could breathe, but couldn't go all the way up and ring the bell. Like, <sighs> so what do you do? Do you tell somebody? Are you I too proud to do that? I told some cats. Uh, I said, I've, well, first I was feeling ill, so I chased... Uh, Jordan, Jason, Muse's wife, she runs our company. And Emily, who does my hair and makeup, which is weird because I wear a hat all the time. But uh, they were both there in the green room. <laughs> Wait, so hold I said, on. You're the man that does your hair? Yeah. He's a guy from Jersey. The Lord punished me yeah, yeah. for having a hair person, even though I wear a hat, and that's why I had a heart attack. <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't feel good, man. Why don't you guys like go away from it? Because when I feel sick, I'm like an animal. I want to go off and just die by myself. Right. So I was laying there, and I felt nauseous. I never feel nauseous. That's another symptom. Wound up throwing up bile. Not chunky, but just like bile. Thought I'd feel better, didn't. Was super cold. Uh, Emily came in and I was like, "Hey man, can you turn the hair dryer on me? Just like warm me up and stuff." And she was like, "I touch the back of your neck all the time, not in a creepy way, but for work." She's like, I- "I've never felt you f- be this cold. You were cold, freezing cold." So I was like, "I gotta lay down or something, man. Can we find a couch? I gotta lay down before the next show. So maybe, I- maybe this will help." So I went to lay down on the couch, couldn't get comfy. And then I was sitting up in a chair with my arms up and stuff, trying to facilitate, like, catching a deep breath. 
And so Jordan came back. She goes, uh, how are you feeling? I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I've never felt this way before. It's weird. But never pain. Right. Like, it was in pain. It was just nauseous. I was cold. I was sweaty. Um, and I couldn't catch a full breath, but no pain. So I was like, I don't know if I, honestly, maybe we should cancel the second show. And she's like, I already canceled it. And I was like, you canceled the second show? Oh, what are you really? talking about, she man? She can we tell got... you were that sick. She's like, I've never seen you be sick in your life. Uh, never seen you be sick in your life. Like, it's, it's crazy. So I said, all right, what do we do? Do we call a doctor or something? She goes, no, I called an ambulance. I was like, an ambulance? Wow. They're going to find out I just smoked too much weed. <laughs> so they you got wear, like, there. like TMZs. You're going to see this. And I, I mean, I wasn't worried. I was, yeah. I was, I just, I knew in my heart of hearts, I knew I wasn't sick. I was like, this isn't a thing. Right. For you to call an ambulance, like, this is going to be ridiculous. Thank God she called an ambulance. Yeah. So the ambulance, uh, when they call those cats, the fire department shows up first, right? So six brawny fire dudes come into the room. And I was sitting in a chair with my arms raised above my head trying to facilitate breathing. And the younger ones in the group kind of, like, recognized me. And there was this moment of, like, why is Silent Bob celebrating a touchdown? <laughs> and, and I said, hey, how are you guys? And then the medics come in. And they had a kit look like this box. Got a lot of lines coming out yep. of it. Um, one dude puts a blood pressure cuff on me. The other one, the lady, she sets the box down, pulls out these wires and stuff. And then she grabs my shirt. I'm sitting up in the shirt with my, uh, sitting up in the chair with my arms up. She grabs my shirt, yanks it up to put these wires on me to get my, my you EKG. Know. And I was like, whoa, because every. <laughs> I had fell out, <laughs> like just came flopping out. I was like, "What the hell, man!" And I yank cool. it down. I was like, "What?" And she's like, "I gotta get these on you." I was like, "Well, I'll hold the jersey out. And you just reach under it and tell me you, know, you can use my nipples as as a guidepost and and put them on that way." So the dude who put the blood cuff on me, he goes, uh, "Hey, do me a favor, open your mouth." And I did. And he goes, "I'm gonna put this in, in it." I said, "Okay." And then he, he opened my mouth, he sprayed under my tongue, and then he's like, oh, I'm done. And he moved away. And I remember being like, that was, I wasn't thinking about, like, is this a heart attack? Because it wasn't even on the menu. Right. But I was more lost in, like, how strange, like, my parents, my whole life, raised me to be like, if some strange man comes to you and says, I'm going to put something in your mouth, <laughs> yeah. like you tell someone, Tiger. And instead, because he was wearing a uniform, I was like, ah, <laughs> let him do whatever he wanted. So then he goes, uh, hey, you know, we're going to take you to the hospital. I said, oh my God, don't do that. This is embarrassing. He goes, no, it's real close, man. We're going to do it just to be safe. Don't worry about it. He goes, you ever been to the hospital before? I said, I've visited people. I've never been in as a patient. He goes, oh, you're going to love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And he talked me into it. So Where is this? What city is this? Glendale, in? California. Okay. So I wound up going to Glendale Adventist. When you shoot on production on the call sheet, there's like two, uh, there's a hospital. They always put a hospital so that if somebody gets hurt, this no, is where go, yeah. everybody goes. We didn't go to that hospital. We went to a hospital that was a little further away. But is the oddly enough the second best cardiology program in America oh, after after a hospital in New York. So those cats, the first responders, God bless them, they were the ones that did it. They read those signs and they were like, "This guy's on his way out." Yeah. So do you think brought, it was worse? And they were being cool, so they didn't freak. It was out. absolutely worse. When yeah. I got to the hospital, the guy, the cardiologist, the guy who would become my cardiologist, the doctor Ladenheim, saved my life. He comes, he says, "I am Doctor Ladenheim." I say, "Hey, how are you?" 
And uh, he goes, how you feeling, man? Give me your pain level on zero to ten. I said, negative three. Uh-huh. And he goes, you're doing this heart attack all wrong. And that's the first time somebody said heart uh. attack. And I was like, what do, you, what do you mean heart attack? He goes, you're having a massive heart attack right now. Nobody told you? Oh, that's I said, a, is that, that what this is? Great way to break it to you. Oh, my Lord. I was like, I can't believe it, really. He goes, yeah. He's going, and if it's what I think it is, we got to move fast. We're going to get you upstairs. I'll see you upstairs in a couple minutes. We'll look in wow. see what's going on. So he leaves, and that's the first time I was getting that information. I was kind of flabbergasted to say, leave, because I was like, I'm 47. You know, I was definitely heavy, but I was like, I was in heart attack age yet. There was no fatter guys in your life who were alive, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, the doctor at one point in surgery, he goes, uh, he goes, I'm going to put a stent in your in your uh, LAD, that's the artery that goes across the front of the heart. He goes, I'm going to put a stent in there. You know what that is? I said, yeah, my mom's got a stent in her heart. And he goes, oh, do you have a history of heart problems in your family? I said, no, my mom's got a stent in her heart. That's all. And my dad died of a massive heart attack at age 67. And he's like, we got to move fast. So I got in there. Before I even got up there, man, I was in the ER. Dr. Leidenheim leaves. This other guy comes in. He's carrying a bucket. It's got a shaver in it. And he goes, I got to shave your groin. I said, what? Nice. He goes, I got to shave your groin, man, because we go up through the femoral artery to get to the heart. So Why did take- he assume that you had not shaved your groin before? I know. I was like, <laughs> how do you know I'm not wearing virgin smoothie right now? I said, uh, I said, okay, what do I need to do? He goes, you need to take off your jorts. And so I took off my jean shorts, but I left my underwear on and stuff. And he goes, you got you to gotta take those down. I said, why? He goes, because I got to shave your groin. I said, well, what is the groin to you? <laughs> And he goes, well, it's where the leg meets the body. And I was like, all right, well, how about this? I'm going to slide the underwear over to the side, and then you just get in there as close as you can. He goes, we ain't got time for this. I said, bro, that man who just left just told me I had a massive heart attack. Mm. If you make me take my underwear off in front of this full ER of people, I will have a second heart attack. That's going to be on you. And he goes, why? And I was like, exact body shame issues, yeah. bro. I said, I got a, I got a small and if it, if it whips out here in front of all these people, man, forget it. I'm dead for life. All I need is one person snapping that put right. on the internet. Oh, yeah. My mystique is dead. Will it whip or like mine uh, will retreat? Oh my! In that moment, hole. in terror and fear, yeah. it turtled up oh, altogether. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine. Sure I was the only one. And it was certainly not. I wasn't going to be like, let me stretch it out first. <laughs> like so, I <laughs> just went up. the other route where I was like, we're not going to do that. So I just pulled my underwear over, shaved on each side. And they he did. Me he up. Didn't I didn't take him off. <laughs> they took me up to the OR. The first thing the doctor says is, why is he still wearing his underwear? And I was like, I got body shame issues, man. The doctor goes, yeah, he was telling me he don't want anyone to see his junk. And I was like, yeah, man, I, for Doc, I'll be honest with you. If if my if my were to come out and he goes, we ain't got time for this. And he yanks my underwear off me oh. like I was in a porno. It was so hot. And, uh, and I was like, you have your way of me. And he just kind of went to town. So he... They were drugging me. I didn't know it. Yeah. That I had no idea. Um, they were giving, pumping me full of fentanyl. Oh. Um, because they want you on in twilight. So yeah. they want you... Oh, they need to be able to... You need to answer questions, but they don't want you to feel pain. So they don't put you out, but you're still present and stuff. Nice I didn't feeling. know I was on drugs. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole time, like, when we came out of the surgery, my wife was there, and she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, if that's a heart attack, I'll take 10. That was easy. <laughs> and she goes, what, are you on drugs? <laughs> and I was like, no, they didn't give me anything. I was sober the whole time. And the doctor was right behind me. goes, he's on fentanyl, right? <laughs> so I went in. They punctured me. I didn't even feel that because I was hopped up on fentanyl. But they go through your groin. They make a hole in your groin. They go up through your femoral artery. He got up there. He goes, this is what I thought. He's going, you got 100% occlusion oh, in your LAD. That means uh, the, the widow maker artery, they call it. 
was fully blocked, Not like a, like a hose. Like if you took right. a hose and you bent a hose and the pressure builds up, that's what was going on right there. So he's like, it's 100% blocked. No blood flow is going through. That's what's creating the heart attack. It's, it's so blocked. It's pushing the heart down, and that's pushing down your lungs. That's why I couldn't breathe. That's and why I couldn't catch had, my breath. You never went to a cardiologist. Like you're rich. You have insurance. You never was like I'm fat. If one doesn't have a symptom, one yeah. doesn't ever think to go to the doctor. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like yeah. so, there's no. I mean. I I went to see my general my GP about a week after the heart attack and uh she was like, Where have you been? I was like, What are you kidding me? I was just here last year for a checkup. She's like, That was three years ago. Oh wow. So I was like, Oh, I guess it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, uh, I'm gonna go in there, he's going, it's hundred percent blocked. He's going, We're gonna stent that up. We're gonna try to pull you out of this. He goes, But before I do anything, he's going, You're a comic book guy, right? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, you know what they call that artery across the front of the heart? They call it the Widowmaker. I said, why? And he goes, because in 80% of the cases of 100% occlusion, the patient always dies. Wow. He's going, but you're going to be in that 20% because I'm good at my job. And he disappeared in my crotch like the white rabbit <laughs> and went to work, man. And the whole time I was just laying there thinking like, wow, 20% odds. Those are, I've never had that before. Yeah. You figure every day of your life's 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. Something bad could happen and stuff. But like 20%, I was like, this is bad. So I said, all right, man, this is it. Like, you're probably going to die tonight. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because you spent your whole life with your head up your ass, looking at your head and heart. Where do you stand on this? This is the moment of truth. And I was happy to report that, like, I wasn't, like, I'm normally pissed care to everything. For some reason, I was like, oh, like, it snapped. I suddenly understood everything. Like, I'm not, like, I understood it more than living people, but I, I got it. Like, my whole life, I was terrified of death. And then when I was as close to it as possible, I realized, oh, it's not bad. It's just an ending. It's just a completion. Like it Really? Felt, a I, comfort almost? I felt relieved. I fe- and not like I want to leave this worst of all possible worlds. I, I like my life. I'd like yeah, to yeah, stay. Yeah. And I thought that's why I'd leave this world clawing the earth. And still, I was laying there and I felt this sense of like, oh, so the whole thing's like a test. Like, like the way you take tests. Like, I had this f- comfort of, like, when I handed in a big test and I was like, ha, huh, I'm done. done. It, wow. There was a sense of a- accomplishment. Like, you know, in the Bible, I always thought it was weird. Like, in the Bible, when Christ dies, he goes, it is accomplished. And I never, you know, when you're a kid in Catholic school, they're like, he means the miracle of bringing man and right. God together, all the Catholic stuff. But I felt that sense of, like, oh, it's accomplished. Like... I get it now. Like, I'm not supposed to be here forever. I'm supposed to do this thing. And I did it. Now I'm done. And it went, and believe me, I'm not like, I don't want to die, but I was okay with it. That was the one thing I really like to pass on is in the moment faced with a certain death or almost certain death, I didn't crumble. Now it could be different if you're, if I was in the jaws of a shark right. or a bear was to- I wouldn't be so zen about no, it no exactly oh, so I wouldn't be like oh well I'm okay to die I'd be like, no die nature but as I was laying there on the table it was a different situation like I and I talked to a few people about it and some cats are like well you feel fulfilled. Like, most people don't want to leave this world. You were okay because you're like, well, I've done everything or something. I, I don't know that I've done everything. You need to think about that first because that's why they would freak me out. I thought about wife, kids. kid. thought about all my friends. Believe me, I had this whole, yeah. like, like 10-minute ride to think about everything. I thought about my parents a great deal and stuff. Everyone who made me, me. Did I cross your mind at all? No. I mean, I know. It's crazy a lot to you. think about. I, I like you a lot, Mike, but, like, there were some pressure, pressing yeah, issues going on. <laughs> I was dancing to stay above ground. But I did think about my kid but it wasn't like oh boo hoo I'm gonna miss her of course I would but I was like oh 
crap, man. I won't be able to impart. Like, don't be afraid. Wow. Like, this is... It's part of it. And it's, you know, we're programmed to be so terrified of it because nobody knows what exists on the other side. And I don't either. It's not like I saw. Yeah. But this weird sense of calm, man, that's what I wasn't expecting. And I think... <laughs> what a bunch of BS. Yeah, well, he knows. <laughs> that's Chris Jericho. Told I've told him my story. What about, but, uh, did dogma cross your mind at all? I did. I'm when sorry. I was laying there, I didn't want to... I didn't once think about, like, oh, I got to pray to God and beg to save my life because I figured God would be like, you made dogma. Go straight to hell. <laughs> so I didn't do that. I didn't fall back on religion or anything yeah. like that. I was just kind of grateful. Like, it was weird. It was, I know we're not supposed to talk about Kevin Spacey anymore, but it was like the end of American beauty. Right. Like, where suddenly, smile, yeah, where you're yeah. like, I was just grateful for everything that, that happened. And if that was how it was going to end, I was like, all right, well, there it is. I was a little disappointed. I was 47. The only real regret I had was, oh, we didn't make Jane Saw and Bob Reboot. That's the movie we make in November. <laughs> Because I was like, damn it, this means the last movie I made was Yoga Hosers. I went out on Yoga Hosers. <laughs> so, like, hopefully I get one more chance to redeem myself before uh, I leave. This is great to have you here. I don't know. You've had success for so many years. I was telling these guys earlier. I said, if you guys only knew how hard I tried as a poor kid in Staten Island to get to see Clerks at the Angelica, and now I'm here on the set with Kevin Smith. And, you, get, and you know, you, you don't know somebody, but you're, I couldn't be happier for the success and the fact that you're still such a down-to-earth, generous guy. And, I mean, that you're so thankful. I'm glad you didn't die, really. Yeah. Me too, man. I'm glad to be here and stuff. I certainly don't want to paint the picture that I was just like, oh, I was content to just uh, drop yeah. dead. But there, there wasn't the panic that I assumed there would be. And that's what I like. I like telling people about the weird symptoms because nobody ever tells you that. No. Nobody tells you. Like you'll sweat. I just where you're like, I sweat when I breathe. So like, that's not really a go sign for right. me. But now I know nausea. That's a symptom for a heart attack. There's so many symptoms now to add to it. So, you know, uh, if you're of a certain age, I was 47, uh, and I was much heavier than I than I am now. Um, it, it, go check it out. Like now, because I told that story, I've seen a lot of people on my Twitter feed who are like, I went to check my stuff out, man. And like, thank you. Yeah, because yeah. I had like, I got five bypasses or whatever. And all the success you have, why in the middle of the woods with all these bugs? You don't, nobody follows <laughs> you with a net or anything like that? No, that keeps you real. Um, yeah. We had a chance, uh, there was a talk at one point of doing this on a soundstage, which would be ridiculous. You don't come to Florida to go inside a building. Yeah, right. it's like you turn a camera everywhere. And you would pay someone a lot of money to make something look this cool, creepy, natural and stuff. So, you know, it comes with bugs. You got to deal with it. But they taught me this life hack that I never knew before, man. Like, if you take dryer sheets, like Bounce. I heard, yeah. And you rub mm -hmm. it all over. Like, it keeps them off you. And so far, so good. Now, that could just be something that the locals say to yeah. tourists. Yeah. Like, Rub this on <laughs> yeah, yeah. You smell like down. And they're all laughing Look at me. Look at him. He's doing it. Yeah, he did it. He's so dumb. <laughs> One more thing. How do you handle uh, all these people who have independent movies? Like, we had a guy at the radio station named Mo who's doing this movie. What's it called? W WDED, where zombies That's take awesome. over a radio station. Oh, my God. So he's using the station. Yeah. You like that? I think it's awful. And he wants me to be in it. How do we <laughs> tell him politely It's no. fantastic use of, of the, the, the local cow, right? He's yes. a guy who looked around and said, oh, I've got a visually interesting radio station, so I could set something here. So that's to be supported at all times. Uh, don't say no. What if it turns, what if it's his clerks, man? I know. Oh, I know. We're all dreading that. That's what he's saying. He's like, saying. he says clerks meet Shaun of the Dead. There you go. There you all go. Right. Don't you want to be in on well, that ground Well, then I want to be in Jalen and Bob 3 if it works out. 
and two. First, first, let me make oh, two. Yeah, That's the one where you <laughs> yeah. so You're very ambitious. Movies. Listen, uh, I'm going to let you go because I know they're waiting. But thank you so much. I'm it's so great glad to have you, you guys here the were able to come to the set. I'm sorry I couldn't get in, but I'm glad you guys get here. Make sure you talk to Jericho before it's all said. Yeah. I want to give him a shout out right now. Number one, not only is he acting in this, which is very sweet of him, he just got back from Europe and stuff. So yeah. he drove up here 90 minutes to come work on this. We're down here. Um, he's shooting his scene too. Yeah, he's got the like, yeah. handheld. He's camera. actually shooting his own scene. He's his DP. The conceit of the scene is that he's a streamer. He's streaming online. Like ninja? While not playing games. Oh, okay, okay. Did you just read yeah, that story recently about yeah. Ninja? <laughs> do you feel young and hip too? Because I read that story now. I'm going, do you know Ninja won't yeah. play with I girls? asked my son the other day, I go, does Ninja double pump? He goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be cool. For a but yeah, he's shooting it as well, man. So it's like, not only is he kind of doing the dialogue, which is a favor enough but to be the to the operator as yeah. well is like double duty it's kind of cool he's a great guy well Wonderful listen dude. thank you i'm glad we have a great relationship and i wish you always the best thank man. you the hang out as long as no you i need. gotta be up and i gotta be on the air in like four hours yeah <laughs> stay awake man <laughs> no. thank you bro i appreciate Excellent it you kevin guys. smith live on the set of uh kilroy kilroy, kilroy was here yeah. ladies